Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So the big story is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she is not going to be there for arguments. AP reporting that the Supreme Court Justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she will not sit for arguments for the first time ever. Rather, she's going to be working from home. She had surgery, lung cancer. Back uh, in late December, she was discharged from the hospital on Christmas Day, December 25th. According to the Chief Justice, as the story has been developing, John Roberts is saying that Ginsburg will participate in deciding the argued cases on the basis of the briefs and transcripts of oral arguments. So she will continue to make decisions. The question is, is there more of a health issue than we realize? Now, she's a woman in her mid-80s, and it's lung cancer, and... It could take a while to recover from these things. And it could be that it's just difficult to get around, but it's not difficult for her to do her work. It could be that we're not getting maybe a full story of the level of her health. The people who wish for her and for to have bad health are amongst the worst people in the universe. I don't wish this for her. I wish that she wasn't so wholly progressive in the decisions that she makes. Because I think that uh, her, like Sonia Sotomayor, spend very little time in the actual judging. They spend uh, most of their time in the just voting for what is on the political left. That's what it looks like. That's what the decisions seem to, to bring themselves. And always with the Supreme Court, there's this fantastic thing that happens where the media says, I wonder what the I wonder what the conservative justices are going to do. What are the conservative justices? How are they going to vote? No one ever asks how the liberal justices are going to vote because they know how the liberal justices are going to vote. They know what's going to go down. That's That cake has already been baked. One of the conservative, as if somehow, if, if uh, maybe they'll grow a conscience on this one, it's just ridiculous. But I, I listen. I want her to be healthy. I don't want her to be in pain or or anything else. That's 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 madness. Me, I'm Tony Katz. How are you, Tony Katz? Today, eight three three got Tony is the number eight three three four six eight eight six six nine. The other big story is Ocasio Cortez. Representative Ocasio-Cortez, because in her appearance on 60 Minutes, I believe she has done herself a massive level of disservice, an incredible level. As a matter of fact, I think that for somebody who had done such a very, very good job of keeping the, um, the haters at bay about being able to smack them down, Remember, when it comes to Twitter, she's Trump. She's Trump. Uh, well, it, it's easy uh, to, to, to do. You start by having no shame whatsoever, right? And, and then uh, you just assume, uh, and at least in her case, that everybody else is a bigot or a sexist. And then, boom, Twitter and social media becomes very, very easy. But she's on uh, 60 Minutes. She's being interviewed by, by Anderson Cooper. 
more. What you are talking about, just big picture, is a radical agenda compared to the way politics is done right now. Well, I think that it only has ever been radicals that have changed this country. Abraham Lincoln made the radical decision to sign the the Emancipation Proclamation. Franklin Delano Roosevelt made the radical decision to embark on establishing programs like Social Security. That is radical. Do you call yourself a radical? Yeah, you know, if that's what radical means, call me a radical. Comparing yourself to Abraham Lincoln is something else, (laughs) to say the least. Uh, But that's where we thought it was going to be left. And then we realized there was more. We realized there was more from... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, like what she thinks of President Trump. I think he's a symptom of a problem. What do you mean? The president certainly didn't invent racism, but he's certainly given a voice to it and expanded it and created a platform for those things. Do you believe President Trump is a racist? Yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah, yeah, no question that he is a racist. I expect nothing less from Ocasio-Cortez, from anybody on the on the political left. I expect nothing less. Then the conversation comes up about socialism, and she is a socialist. She's never been a, a afraid of, of saying this. She's proud of this. So is so much of the progressive party. Th- this is who they are. Bernie Sanders controls that party. His policies, those he's a socialist, are now the policies of the Democratic Party of today, the progressive party. Uh, so why should she be ashamed of it? But listen to how she responds to this. When people hear the word socialism, mm-hmm. they think Soviet Union, Cuba, mm-hmm. Venezuela. Is that what you have in mind? Of course not. What we have in mind uh, and what of my, and my policies most closely re- resemble what we see in the UK, in Norway, in Finland, in Sweden. Well, let's take a, a step back and let's just break this down just a touch. Because this requires a, a, a breakdown here. First, this is Anderson Cooper, 60 Minutes, asking the question. When people hear the word socialism, mm-hmm. they think Soviet Union, Cuba, mm-hmm. Venezuela. Is that what you have in mind? Of course not. What's with the giggle there? There's nothing funny about Venezuela. I take that giggle to be, oh, let me dismiss you. As opposed to having to deal with the fact that, well, if you want socialism... That's Venezuela. What does she say? Well, we have in mind. Uh, Who's we? I, I'm sorry. Well, we have in mind. Well, we have in mind. Well, we have in mind. Who's the we? Clearly, you're not the only person thinking about this. But she changed t- changes tact. Uh, and what of my and my policies most closely re- resemble what we see in the UK, in Norway, in Finland, in Sweden. So we have to accept the fact that it's not just her. There's a whole bunch of people who think uh, this way. But what you have in uh, Sweden, for example, is not socialism. What you have there is you have the, these, these capitalist underpinnings and you've got the welfare state. Right? That she said she's a socialist. That's not what Sweden is. Or in, and in some of these other Scandinavian nations, that's not what they have uh, addressed. So I'm not 100% sure if she realizes what she's saying. She, I think she may have part of this confused, right? Because I, I, I don't know why her plans don't bring you to Venezuela, where you're eating pigeons and selling your daughters for sex so you can have food to eat. 
where you're bribing the military to get sugar and water. Where people are trying to flee the country as fast as they can because socialism doesn't work. I don't know why she believes her brand of socialism will somehow not get you the same result when socialism only provides the result that you see in Venezuela. But no, that's not the story. That's not the story that has now opened up Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to commentary. This is... She's been accused of being dishonest about the true cost of her proposals and the tax burden they would impose on the middle class. She's also been criticized for making factual mistakes. One of the criticisms of you is that your math is fuzzy. The Washington Post recently awarded you four Pinocchios oh my goodness. for uh, misstating some statistics about Pentagon spending. If people want to really blow up one figure here or one word there, I would argue that they're missing the forest for the trees. I think that there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically correct than about being morally right. But being factually correct is important. It's absolutely important. You just said it wasn't important. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is making the argument that more important than facts is being morally right. Now, she finished it up. I want to give you the the full context of this. And whenever I make a mistake, I say, okay, this was clumsy. And then I restate what my point was. Um, But it's, it's not the same thing as the president lying about immigrants. It's not the same thing at all. I don't know why it isn't the same thing if you're admitting that you don't always use facts and that facts don't matter. Your morality matters. Right? I don't see why those two things aren't the same, but I'm going to put that to the side for a minute. Let's get to what it is you, what just got stated by Cortez and how devastating this is to her. Because what she has done now is said to you that she can be judged on her morality. You want to focus on the facts. I'm focused on the morality. Well, let us let us discuss everything in that vision let's discuss things in the very very construct of morality what it is that she believes in let's break it down this way because in order for her to be able to move about this thesis she has to believe that she has the moral position well let us take and it's not gonna happen today it's gonna happen over time let us take the position she has and ask ourselves that question regarding morality I mean, the very basis of what morality is. Where does that come from? How does that get uh, played out uh, in this sphere? And do her policies match up to anything that is moral? Not in the saying so, but in the actual doing of so. The place that she doesn't want to go to. She has, in this statement, given cover to Donald Trump and exposed herself, opened herself up to massive criticism. Now, the criticism is going to require a a bit of a higher level of thinking. It can't be uh, the kind of stuff of, oh, man, she she danced in a video, ha-ha. No, don't, don't give me that crap. She wants to engage a morality conversation with America. Let's do it. Let's do it. But she also admitted that she isn't interested and people shouldn't get hung up on the facts, which is an unbelievable pass to President Trump. 
I mean, how else can it get played? Now, I understand how the leftist apparatchik is going to play it, right? Trump gets no pass, and uh, you're just a triggered snowflake. We're talking about Cortez. I'm not talking about Cortez. I'm talking about the morality of a position. She's lovely. I wish her nothing but the best. We're talking about the morality of her policies. She opened that up. That's fair game. We're going to be talking about it often. I'm Tony Katz.